back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird. Great to be back, and I'm excited about this interview that I got lined up for you today. I met this amazing individual a couple months ago. Uh, we were at an event together and uh, down in D.C., and I'm excited. She's, she's a, a really cool gal, and I'm blessed to call her a friend now. She's been singing her whole life. She's also... A sister in arms. She's a, a U.S. Army veteran. She's performed worldwide uh, in audiences as large as 40,000 people. She's got a, a gritty, soulful tone with a kind of a, a bluesy flavoring to it, I would think. Uh, and she keeps true to her East Texas roots. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome my friend, Jen Ford. Jen, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Well, yeah. listen, tell the listeners more about yourself. Well, my dad uh, was a Marine for sure. He got out just a, about a year after I was born and moved back to Texas. And his dad was in World War II. So we've got a pretty big military um, history. Yeah. Of My brother was Army as well. My kid's dad was Army. That's how we met um, in the military, performing together. But we moved out to East Texas when I was a little girl, so I grew up pretty much out here. Yeah. So I love the Piney Woods. Yeah. East Texas is a great, great place out there. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Texas is so big that uh, people just don't even realize how many different regions there are uh, climate-wise. <laughs> and I've lived in all of them. I lived in El Paso when I was stationed at Fort Bliss, and that's straight up desert. And then... I've lived in Hill Country, which is down in San Antonio, around Austin area. I've lived on the coast. And East Texas is so different because there's lots of trees, uh, pine trees, and it's still hot. But um, we have our own little culture. We're kind of influenced by Arkansas and Louisiana in terms of food. We've got a lot of good Cajun food. We've got a lot of good barbecue. Yeah. Got a lot of good Mexican food. And we also have a lot of fat people because we got so much good food. <laughs> <laughs> and because it, it's too hot to go outside and do anything. East Texas, it's full of foodies. Don't worry about it. Just go down yeah, there. You want, love food. You get, you get a piece of everything in East Texas. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jen, I you know just real, real brief talk if you if you can or will. Army veteran yourself. What what prompted you to get into the military, and how long were you in? You know what I think. Um, just like. Most young, uh, young kids that come from maybe less than ideal financial situations, like my family was just lower middle class, right? You know, I, I'm the oldest of four. And I think that I wanted um, independence and financial stability and the ability to travel and get out of East Texas because um, it's pretty rural out here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just wanted to go and see the world and be able to pay for college and all that. Just and basically get out from underneath the thumb of um, my very devout Christian parents. So I wanted to be a wild child a little bit. You can't tell me what to do kind of attitude. Um, yeah. I was pretty good, a pretty good kid. I didn't get to any trouble growing up. But by the time I was like 18, 19 years old, I was starting to spread my wings and assert the shenanigans. And I wanted to be a musician and, and they didn't see eye to eye with that. Pretty much until I was about 40 years old, they finally figured out that I wasn't going to change my mind. <laughs> so, 
So the solution was to go be military police. Yeah. Because that was super close to being a musician. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I felt, I felt like that, I felt like I wanted to do something that meant something and that also um, showed my ability to accomplish something hard because I felt like that they were just trying to um, just protect me from so much. And I, and I, I understand that now because I have my own kids and I, I feel like that I've done a lot of that overparented maybe sometimes, but I think that they were doing the best they could. They wanted to protect me. And I was like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going in the army and I'm going to be a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went into the army and then the army told me what to do. So <laughs> worked out. <laughs> when, but I, I got yeah. to see the world. I got to see, um, a lot of amazing things and um in the first especially in the first couple of years um i went to korea and uh was first duty station and oh, wow. just absorbed all of that and um loved to travel loved the food loved just the excitement of being somewhere else and then um then i joined the army soldier show uh after i went to fort bliss in El Paso and, um, got to see the world a lot with that. Then I re-enlisted, um, a couple years later and went to Germany, spent four years over in Europe. So traveling was what I really, really think of, that I wanted to do most Yeah, and, and then figure everything else out. But music was always like something that was second nature to me. Um, probably was my first language, first way I related to things and, I just kept coming back to it every time I tried to do something else. Music just kept coming back, and so. So when you, it says in your body that you you you've been singing your entire life. So music is you say it was kind of was it like an escape for you? It just made you feel better. Did you start at like a young age? Were, did, were you did you sing at church or did you or did you just start singing and then it gradually progressed from there? Like walk us through how or where it started. Um, okay. So I was the kid in the house that was always making productions. (laughs) I was the kid in the house, always planning, um, events and plays and, uh, with the video camera making, you know, movies. And I was always on the piano and I was always on the accordion and I was always on the harmonica and I was the loudest in the house. And I, yes, I was in choir, church choir, high school choir. I was in the high school band. Um, and everyone was always telling me to shut up. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and I think, I think everybody was like, that's cool, but it's three o'clock and you've been playing the piano <sighs> since 12 o'clock. So it's time to stop. Yeah. And since there were, you know, six people in our house, I, I had to indulge that. So I would just go outside and sing to the cows and the horses and make noise outside. I think, and then- folks, if, you, if you're listening to the show right now, uh, first off, thank you. Uh, second, you're on the internet already. So go ahead and open up another browser and go to jenford.com. J-E-N-N-F-O-R-D.com. That's her website. I want you guys to check it out. And she's got some some music uh, on there, some uh, uh, sample music. I'm not going to hit that because it's going to go off right now. Um, I liked being on stage. I liked yeah. entertaining. I liked being funny. I liked making people smile. Um, oh yeah, she's that my, hasn't changed. You're 
freaking hilarious. I mean, we, we had a <laughs> great time hanging out. We're, we still talk about it. And, and I think I think a lot of that comes from um, my parents have been married since since 1976. They're still married. And um, not to dive into it too much, but there was a lot of strain financially. And uh, my dad was sick a lot when I was a kid. And so I think that my job was to entertain everybody and keep everybody, you know, excited yeah. and happy. And that, that was my gift is to like, oh, let's do this. Let's do an activity. Let's. You're going to have a clown birthday and or <laughs> I'm going to write you a song. And that was my way to kind of take my focus off um, maybe the tougher things that were actually going on in our family. So oh, yeah. it never went <laughs> I got I got a big question for you. Out of all the years that you've been doing, how many songs have you written? Written probably hundreds, but... Um, from my from my solo career, I've put out about twenty five in the last five years. But I had a heavy metal band before this, and I helped write probably ten to twenty songs in that band. You probably didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, we're we're not we're we're Stuart's gonna pause for a second, and we're not gonna just shoot past what you just said. We're gonna explore that for a minute. A heavy heavy metal band. Yes. I had a heavy metal band. We only did original music and I helped write a bunch of those songs. Yeah. Like that was actually probably my first real dive into being a, um, an independent artist. Yeah. Was with that probably about 2011, 2012. I think that's when I did that for about five years. So heavy metal for five years. Yeah. I had a black mohawk and I have a weird tattoo on my back. What? Yes. Really? Yep. You think you know someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't that if you really want to um know about no. that, it wasn't my first choice. No. But but it was what um what I fell into because I was teaching voice lessons to people in the community and this heavy metal band hit me up and I was over there teaching vocal lessons and I went over there for two lessons and saw how unorganized things were. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you try this? And why don't you try this? And their lead singer quit. And then their bass player called me and was like, would you like to be in the band? And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't think, I think my schedule's free right now. Cause I just got out of the military. <laughs> yes. I'm sure this will piss my parents off even more. Yes, Let's yes. do that. Yeah. From, my, from my Southern Baptist, you know, missionary Baptist background. Let's, let's sing about some, you know, Let's sing to the devil, which is not what we really did. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what they thought we did. <laughs> Let's worship Satan. That's oh, not at all what we did, but that, I think that was my opportunity to start um, to start seeing how music could be an outlet where it was more focused, and I had material that I'd pin up from being in the military that I needed to get out of my system, and it seemed like it was a it was a healthy way to to do that and, and assert myself as an independent woman, because I was kind of to the point where I was like, I need to do music. I have to do it. Yeah. And so I went, I think I went that extreme for, for several reasons to, to show my independence. And clearly it worked because look at you now. I mean, your, your voice is, is 
I'm not saying this because you're on the show and, and we're friends or anything like that, but I've, I've said this to you to your face before. Like you got an amazing voice. Um, and again, folks, you want to hear her voice, go to genford.com right now. You're already on the internet. Open up another browser, go to genford.com, save it. You're going to want to check out all of her music. Um, that transition from heavy, heavy metal to kind of doing what you're doing now. You said that the heavy metal, I don't want to call it a, a phase. So forgive me. But no, like, you said it was a phase. Like that phase, like how you said that phase lasted about five years, and then you kind of tran. Then did you transition into what you're doing today? Is that how that all kind of transpired from um, there? Well, so a lot of people don't know that that I did that, and then they just assume that I came out as a country singer in 2018. But I'm the kind of um, person that, to me, music is like a universal language, mm. and as long it's good. And it's, it's like a period. It's all been a period for me. I sang classical music in college. I sang, um, Christian music when I was um, growing up and sang, uh, inspirational music and sang all kinds of different stuff. And and then when I was in the military, I sang top billboard, top 40 pop music and, um, Motown and all that stuff. So to me, it was like, whatever was coming my way and whatever elements I had, to make this recipe work is kind of what I was making. And so whatever I'm surrounded by, whatever it feels like, um, it's going to give me something I can make macaroni and cheese with or whatever. If you know what I mean? Like figuratively saying like, what is going to make a song? Oh, we have, you know, timpani and a string orchestra. Let's put that together. And so you are a true, you, you are legitimately a true artist in a sense that because you you can pull things really from what i'm hearing correct me if i'm wrong because i am i'm not this may come as a shock to most people here um but i'm not musically inclined at all i'm i I don't know anything much about music i like to listen to heavy stuff when i'm in the gym lifting stupid weights trying to hurt myself to classical music to um country to to whatever i'm kind of an equal opportunist when it comes to music and what I'm hearing you say is that you can really pull from any genre, so to speak, and kind of make and form it in, into your own. Is that? Yeah, I think that, I mean. Because it sounds like I, you've I, had you've had that experience with a little bit of everything. You've had a taste of everything. You've done a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think I think that I probably am. Uh, I think I'm a. I'm a foodie person, you know, like all different kinds of food. And, yeah. and, and I think that cultures influence um, food and cultures influence music. And since I've been exposed to so many cultures um, growing up and also through the military, it's like whatever's around me is, is what I'm into at the time. So it's fun to me to try new things and to try new elements. But, but what I'm doing now, I think is probably the most authentic um authentic form of gen four this is like stuff that's coming from my heart that uh i've always wanted to have kind of like a bonnie ray or almond brothers or susan tedeschi kind of band where it's blues rock and country so uh, i've coined myself in the last especially in the last two two years and especially with the new album as an americana artist because to me americana is all things all of those things rock blues country 
and it pulls in different, um, different instruments and different voicing and different whatever. So that that's kind of been my goal to set myself apart from everything else and foreign stuff. So with Americana radio, that's the new album that just came out. Um, I took songs that were all written by 20th century songwriters okay. and retooled them into like an epic interpretation of Jen Ford's influence, I guess kind of like a Clint Eastwood movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie. I wanted to be cinematic and make a statement. And so like I do Alice in Chains, I do Chris Cornell, I do some Prince, I do some, um, uh, John Prine, Stevie Nicks, uh, and just kind of put it all together and it makes sense together apart. It, it, people would not think it would make sense from the original versions, but together it made sense. So I was like, I'm about to do something completely unexpected. I love that. You just said new album Americana. Did I say that right? Americana radio. Americana. Yes. Ra- okay. Americana radio. And they can, so if people that are listening right now, Jen, and they're like, all right, I'm going to go check this gal out and I want to get the album. Where do, where can they, they get it on your website? Can they download it? Will they go on to, where, where can they get the album? It's everywhere. You can stream it everywhere. You can stream it. Um, so it's on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google, all those places. <clears throat> and then you can buy it too. I've got um, CDs. I'm, it's a long project because it costs a lot of money to put an album out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around 1500 a song, 2000 a song, depending on who you use. It's, it's pretty standard rate. And so me as an independent artist and working with um, my record label, we do a lot of things on our own. Um, everything. We're not on a major label. So we try to get the price to where it's reasonable. And then I try to make it count. So this, this whole project began last July or August. And we started releasing music in October as a teaser. And then we released the entire album in April. And then to supplement that and kind of string it along, I'm still releasing music videos until we, we finished putting out videos to go with the whole album. And the plan is to show all the videos in order um, locally at the, at the Longview Arboretum, like where people can go and watch the evolution of Gen Ford. Big, big idea. So it's, it's like an art project to me. Nice. Long art projects. You, you're talking about videos and, and stuff <clears throat> and with your military background, you get one nutshell. What's, what's that about? Okay. That's the Alice in Chain song. And, um, I just, you know, a lot of people, when they listen to that song, it sounds really dark. And um, what's the guy's name? Staley. He died. He was one He was one of the original songwriters. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. If, you had, if I hadn't thought about it, I would remember. But um, so a lot of people think that that song is depressing because it's kind of about the struggle, the, the mental struggle or the mental anguish he was in at the time. And to me, I... I've always thought it was just a pretty song. Um, and I thought that it could be redone to kind of express how I felt when I got out of the military, where you're sort of in that transitional phase where nothing really makes sense. And you're trying to evaluate like, well, was this all worth it? And where you're proud of your service, but also you, you are trying to figure out where does that leave me now? And so I kind of, been thinking about the song for years. And then when I actually put it in the studio, um, I decided to make it sort of like a call 
to other veterans to reach out to each other in that transition. Because if you have already transitioned out of the military then you and, and you're doing well now, which I feel like I'm doing well now, then you can look back at those first couple of years where you're dealing with the VA, you're dealing with your disability benefits and you're trying to figure out your career path and you're trying to raise a family and you're trying to pay bills and all of, all of those things that are seem normal and they are normal, but it's just crazily different because you're doing it out of service and, and you're trying to make friends and connect. So I guess what I'm, I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to connect the dots. So veterans that have already been through that, can go and help other veterans and take it upon themselves to show other people, this is how you do it. Let me help you do this. Yeah. Let me be your, let me be your community. Let yeah. me help bridge the gap a little bit instead of just getting out and cutting off from your experience in the military. Cause I think a lot of us try to shut that part out of us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it, <laughs> it certainly does. It, it certainly does. But you want, you, you're just letting everybody know that, that Hey, you're not alone. You know, and, and reach out to us. I think the biggest, I think the, the biggest scene, thing that I've seen over the, I don't know, the last 12, 13 years is, is, is that you kind of just, when you, a lot of people, when they get out of the military, a lot of us just want to disappear. Like nobody understands. One thing, nobody understands it, or I just don't care. And, and they just leave me alone. I, I just want to forget that I just closed that chapter in my life and I don't want to ever think about it again. And, and you think you have to do it alone. And, and the thing is, you're not alone when you make that transition. You, there's, there's a lot of us out here that are, are, are willing to at least just listen, if, if anything, you know, and, and help, I think. Yeah, I think that the problem is, is that when you're a soldier, a new soldier that, or a, a soldier that's newly transitioning, you're still under the mindset that, like, I can't show weakness or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I can't ask for help. I'm supposed to have my crap together. Right. I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. I've been in charge. I've been organized. I've known what to do every single day for the last how many every years. And then you get out and no one's there to tell you what to do. So you have the freedom to choose. But when you start running into issues and you ask somebody, Hey, how do I file taxes or whatever? Yeah. Because, you know, on post, you just go to the tax office and yeah. get it done. How do I file taxes? And they're like, um, aren't you like 35 years old and you don't know how to file taxes? Yeah. Or what do you mean you don't know how to fill out a home loan? Or what do you, what do you mean you don't know how to apply for a job? Yeah. Or what does this mean that you were a team leader when you're trying to transition that into a resume or you know, it's just a bunch of, it's different terminology. It's apples and oranges versus like just having people around you that get it. Yeah. And so I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can truly explain just, I, I really had a hard time. I had a horrible time figuring out what it is that I was going to do. I, I went right into school mode, I, um, immediately started nursing school because I felt like I've got my crap together. I can handle stress um, mentally. I can I can do anything if I put my mind to it. And I think those are great attributes and, and the discipline that the military instills in you just to do hard things is one of the best things that I think come from my military experience. But at the same time, to do something that made me happy hadn't even been considered. Yeah. Because I was just in survival mode. <clears throat> and then on top of that, once things calmed down and I was out of the service and I was, I was 
allowed to confront some of the things that happen. I, I'm an I'm a MST um, survivor. All of those things started rearing their, their heads because I was under so much pressure to like get it together, get it all together. And so that, that compiled with all of the confusion of things and trying to figure things out um, exasperated the situation and made my PTSD worse because I could show the vulnerability once right. again. Right. So luckily I had enough um, foresight to get help from the VA and ask for help. And I had my family around me, even though they didn't really know how to navigate it either, but they were supportive and I, and I was able to, you know, get through it, but it took years to get through that. And I think that that process could be a lot easier if my brothers and sisters at arms had come out and said, Hey, are you a new soldier? Let's come to the VFW and we'll help you figure out your VA claim. Yeah. And we'll get you, a hundred percent because you've got all of these things that happen to you in the service, physical things or whatever. And, and then you'll be financially in a more stable place than it took for me to get, you know, 10 years before I got a real good rating. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. I'm trying to, cause I'm, I've been working on mine now <clears throat> since 2012 and I'm still working on it. In some, some hey, well, I have a great person for so, you. <laughs> And this is, folks, this is what it's all about right here. This is yeah. what it's all about. And it's, I have it's, an attorney, actually. His name is Colin Elrod, and he yeah. does all of this stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to definitely, yeah, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Folks, Jen Ford, go to jenford.com. Check out her music. Uh, download her. Down, don't, don't just check it out. Download it. Buy the album. That's what you need. Yeah, you need buy, buy, doing- buy, buy the album. And, and she's always... You want to talk about a social media queen? Uh, this <laughs> it's, it's, I knew she was going to laugh when I said that. Uh, she's she's on social media, and you, I mean, you you really if you follow Jen Ford, you're not going to miss anything what she's doing at all because it's there. It's 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 there. Um, I get my updates hourly, and uh, we absolutely. <laughs> I, I love I'll only it. put up like three <laughs> posts a day, <laughs> three or four posts a day, hey, but you, they're all funny posts. Oh, they're hilarious. <laughs> are you, so let me ask you this. What do you have coming up next? What are you, you got any shows coming up that people can check out? Where, where do you, where can they find you other than your website? If you got something come up, let's, let's let them know where you're going to be or, or what's coming up. I've got shows every weekend from now to the end of the year. Um, most of them are in East Texas, but I, I am going to be at the Americana uh, Music Awards in Nashville in September. Um, just attending the festival for the week and then going to the actual uh, awards show at the Ryman Auditorium, which would be my first time doing that. Um, I'll be at the People's Patriot Project Nashville Takeover in October. I'm actually going to sing the national anthem for Pat Green in East Texas at some event. So I, will, I think I will see you in Nashville. So we'll see you in Nashville for sure. Are y'all coming to Nashville yeah, takeover? Yeah, yeah. Well, I That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on, on the, the front row at the Texas uh, Country Music Awards in November. Nice. Um, I've been part of Texas Country Music Association since they did their first award show in, in uh, 2017. And that's actually how I got my record deal. But, um, and then I'm going to be at... Operation Encore 
in Georgia as one of their um, warrior songwriters. I forget what it's called. Warrior songs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of cool stuff that's more like travel kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I'll be doing lots of local shows. We're trying to get um, bookings outside of Texas next year. But my son's a senior in high school, and he's a football player. He's a pretty good football player. So we've kind of slowed down in the fall to football season's over gotcha. as far as traveling, yeah. show up. Makes sense. Most well, of our big shows in the spring. Jen, I got one more question for you. What's up? Uh, you're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we have to make decisions every day. So name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it and what was the atmosphere like for you at the time? Just any decision? Any decision. Hmm. I, I don't know if there's any one decision. Um, I think that you, as I think as a person, you need to not be afraid to say yes. You have to say yes and take chances on stuff that may seem extremely hard. And I would say if I hadn't said yes to myself um, with music, um, probably 10 or 11 years ago, and said, this is who I want to be. And I don't care how long it takes. And I don't care um, who I make mad. And I don't care what people think of me. I know that I'm well-intentioned, but if I don't say yes to myself and do this thing, then I will never be happy. And I've never been more happy and content in my life when I start saying yes to myself. I absolutely love that. Yes, that's a great answer. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, folks, that's all the time that we got. Make sure, make sure. <laughs> I will make sure you get more coffee. Folks, go to her website, jenford.com. Get her music now. That's all the time that I got for you today, folks. Uh, make sure you also check out our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the shows, articles. We are hiring. If you're interested, go to uh, email info at heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.